it didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket, it turned around and looked at me. They looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. And suddenly they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop. And he's skidding because it's not quite, you know, um, gravelling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, they're like ripping up thing. Their, their, their face is like twitching. to Bigfoot Society, a podcast where we focus on cryptids, the strange, and the unexplained of this world. If you've got a story or something weird to share, send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And now, on with the show. All right, welcome to... Bigfoot Society open phone lines. Uh, this is the show on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights, 9 o'clock to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, where it's like an old school radio show. If you've got a story to share about like a Bigfoot sighting or anything weird that, you know, weird story or uh, you can call in and uh, talk to me over the phone. Uh, this is, of course, broadcast live on YouTube and then uh, recorded for the uh, podcast. It'll be put up a few days into the future. You can call 515-809-0165. We're hanging out together. Uh, most of us will be starting the work week tomorrow, so we just need to you know, have, have some fun, kick back. I uh, had some crazy stuff happen this morning, uh, this, this weekend. I'll talk about it in a minute, but if you have... Uh, you know, a story or, you know, someone who has a story that should call in, send them a message right now, call, have them call 515-809-0165. The number is scrolling across the uh, screen. I see you've got a good buddy, Alan, in the chat right now. What up? Good to see you, sir. Uh, but had some, had some really cool stuff happen this uh this weekend, uh, a lot of new subscribers to the uh, channel. If you haven't got a chance to check it out yet, uh, we did, uh, in essence, have the first one of the first online Bigfoot conferences. Uh, you know, Tate Hieronymus came up with the idea. I hosted it on my channel because I have the ability to do that right now. And uh, it was all about, you know, the 55th anniversary of the Patterson Gimlin film. Um, and uh, we had a great uh, I mean, it was a bunch of people uh, presenting all things to do about uh, the PG film, uh, Bigfoot, Bluff Creek. We had Alex Petikoff there, Doug Hycheck. We had Jesus Payon from Breaking Bigfoot, also Breaking Bad. Uh, we had Jonathan Easley from Western Bigfoot Exploration. We had Tate Hieronymus, of course. Uh, we had Damon Irons. And I think I got everything. Uh, everyone, if I didn't, shame on me, but it was a fantastic uh, over two hours. So if you're really into Bigfoot in, you know, uh, the Patterson Gimlin film, you don't want to miss. Uh, I mean, my, you know, I'll, I'll pick. I liked all the presentations, but I mean, the one that comes to mind right away, of course, is um, uh, Doug Hycheck's, uh presentation was very, very interesting to do with 
you know, going into the gate of Patty, how Patty was walking. And he, uh, he definitely uh, showed some interesting video. Uh, I mean, man, if that was just a little taste of what's to come with Sasqu- Sasquatch Legend Meets Science 2, uh, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. Uh, we've got uh, Cassie in the chat. Cassie's Cryptid Land. Hey, Alan, got some uh, some Patreon peeps hanging out. Uh, if we we actually ended the month right now. We had an awesome uh, Patreon group hangout on Zoom. We were chatting. We were hanging out. There was a ton of people in there. Uh, if you want to make sure you take part of that in um, November, end of November, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. Uh, it was crazy because everyone was like, I'm into this. I'm into this. I'm doing this. And then I was like, hey, let's talk about the Ogo Pogo picture, guys. And there was some theories thrown out that I haven't seen anywhere on the Internet. We got some smart people in that uh, Patreon. But, hey, we got some more people showing up here. We got uh, Matt from Central Florida, Bigfoot. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, we've got uh, good buddy Carrick from Crash Course Cryptozoology hanging out tonight. Good to see you there. Uh, I'm curious to hear what uh, I haven't talked to you about your thoughts about the Ogopogo picture yet. Um, so I'm sure you have something. You you always have some thoughts about stuff. But um, if anyone has any uh, thoughts about, hey, if you want to talk about the Ogopogo picture, that is that's cool too. I'm up for that. Uh, if you have any stories to share uh, or anything you're working on, you can share that too. As long as it's related to cryptid stuff, you can call 515-809-0165. This is live on YouTube, currently recorded for the podcast. Go ahead, share this real quick to any groups you're in on Facebook, social media. Uh, send it to your to your friends. Uh, oh, my goodness, we got Chris Spencer here. Dude, Chris Spencer, what's up, man? The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he's you got to check out Chris's YouTube channel. He's got some amazing videos on how to get your uh, your uh, audio recorder set up for for Bigfooting. Kara, call on in, dude. Come on, do it. It's he says, I'll definitely call in with a uh, story and some uh, some thoughts. If you like, well, I'm inviting you right now. Come on, don't be shy. 515-809-0165. Um, I'm going to take a, a little drink, drink of water h2o real quick for the people who aren't watch watching a video Ooh. it's delicious uh we have almost 10 people in the room this is awesome um crazy to think we are less than a month out from uh crypticon let me make sure my phone is not on do not disturb okay we're good uh, dude bit squatch if you haven't listened to the bit squatch uh interview i did with my buddy bit squatch you gotta check it out because there's some crazy stuff happening right now with cryptozoology and ai photography and that interview is gonna open your mind so definitely <clears throat> check it out on um it's on that one's on youtube already uh you can go to uh the podcast on your major podcast platform that you used to listen to bigfoot society and uh, it is a great, great interview. Uh, man, we we talked about some cool, cool stuff. And it's already changing again. So um, uh, just just today, I saw a thing where you can literally upload any video. And now you can like, 
select parts of the video and AI will take it out or like AI will change it to different styles. I'm like, man, I got to get in there and, and see what you can do with the PG film. Can you imagine? Oof, that would be, uh-oh, it's party time. Oh, I wonder who, they, who this could be. Call from Carrick St. Laurent. All right, hold on. To accept, press one. To send a voicemail, press two. Hello, Carrick. Call from. Oh my goodness, Google Voice strikes again. Hold on, I'm going to call him back real quick. This is, I, Google Voice, you're killing me, dude. You're absolutely killing me. All right, we're calling him back. Hello, hello, uh, Mr. Uh, Carrick from Crash Course Cryptozoology. Let me make sure our levels are good, real quick. Sure, sure. Okay, I'll have you say something else, please. Uh, hello. Perfect, dude. How are you doing out there in the wilds of New England? <laughs> it's it's going good. I actually just got a job teaching at a local school. So did I'm you? I did, and I'm waiting to hear back about it right now. So it's been. Uh, it's it's been really good recently, actually, and it's you know something that I'm very passionate about education. So I think that that's that's exactly. a really good step forward. That is some of the uh, the best news I've heard all all weekend. Good for you, sir. Well, thank you, Jeremiah. I've really been enjoying your your late night <clears throat> shows here with the call in idea. Such a fantastic idea, I think. I don't think it gets done enough. The call in idea. It's it's really very light. exactly. And if it gets done, it's uh, it's a one off for a show. And they're like, oh, that was kind of fun. But no one's doing it like, you know, uh, I'm doing this every week. So thank you for that. Um, so I'm going to ask you, uh, what, what? so let's start with this. What are you up to with the, the cryptozoology scene? You're always doing stuff with Crash Course. Right, right. Well, I think for right now, I've, I've taken a small bit of a step back just okay. because I think it's, uh, and, you know, my, my partner will certainly vouch for this. I, I tend to stack on a lot of projects all at once and that ends up prolonging yep. all of them. Yep. So right now my focus is uh, planning for the sequel to the Hampton catamount, which mm. me and my crew are filming next month. It's going to be called uh, the Hampton catamount into the wild. And uh, we have some new equipment that we're going to be using. And, and our, our hope really is to get something on film because we, we got such interesting results last time we were in this area. And we've really been trying to do our best to have these ecological surveys to narrow down if there is a population or even just one of these, of these cougars, if they are here, where would they be? Where would their diet range put them at and things like that. Mm -hmm. So we really to get some results on that one. And uh, really aside from that, I think it's, it's basically just that the main YouTube channel Fantastic. I know you're a, a busy guy, so it's okay to, to step back uh, and, um, and reevaluate if needed. But um, I do that sometimes myself. So I am very curious, Carrick, what your thoughts are with this Ogopogo picture that's floating around. I wonder if I lost Carrick. Carrick, are you there? Uh-oh. I think that I have lost him. Perhaps. Oh shoot! Oh, you're here. Okay, good. Oh, that was go. weird. We went <laughs> in and strange. we went in and out. Okay, so you're back. Good. Um, yes. 
Do you have any thoughts on the Ogopogo picture? I do. I do. Well, for one thing, it's very weird looking. And I can certainly say that with a degree of uh, I, not even suspicion, just sort of being at a loss for how to properly explain it because i've never seen an inanimate object that looks quite like that but i've also never seen a living animal that looks quite like that i don't know that i'm convinced that the subject is a living animal i was just talking about um about this with nash hoover today actually oh okay yeah it's i don't know quite what it is maybe maybe it's how stationary the object appears to be in the picture as opposed to having you know, some kind of motion blur or something like that. But uh, it strikes me as inanimate. Doesn't mean that I'm right, but that's the feeling that I get looking at this. Uh, but at the same time, there is this, uh, you know, you can see it, especially poking above the water. There is a high degree of symmetry in the object, which is obviously what you would maybe expect from either a handcrafted object or a biological living animal of some kind. Exactly. I, it, it's very difficult to say. I think the best point I've seen raised maybe against the authenticity of the photo is if this photograph could be so really perfectly captured i mean it's hard to get a picture of animals standing so still why is there only one picture yes that keeps coming up with everyone i've been talking to i've actually got it on screen for uh people viewing on youtube right now uh why wasn't their video captured i don't know the answer to that one Mm. and i will also say um What I can say, I feel definitively enough, and this is coming from somebody, myself, of course, who has been a graphic designer for close to a decade now. I cannot find any signs of digital editing. So I feel feel that I can say with whatever my experience is worth degree of certainty, it is not an object that isn't really there. Whatever it is, it is actually there. It's causing a real disturbance in the water. It is actually in the water. But what exactly it is, I really don't know. Uh, It's really weird. It it, it looks... um, I'm not sure how you'd secure an object under the water like that without there being a tether of something. And uh, it's at a fairly good distance out onto this body of water. So it's not like you're in the shallows where you can kind of just swim down and tie it to a rock or something to kind of level off where you want the head poking out if you were tying an object down to make it look real. I I don't really know. Again, I'm not putting all my uh, eggs in one basket here for living creature or inanimate object. All I can say is that whatever it is, it is real. And it looks like an object to me, but I could be wrong because we only have the one picture to go off of. Exactly. It's, it, you know, we were, we were talking about this in the, the Patreon tonight and I, I don't want to get like to, there are some people that I, I think are doing some research and they're going to present it at a certain time. So I'm not going to like, you know, steal anyone's thunder, but I will say if you look close into this area, there's some weird stuff going on. Uh, mm-hmm. with the water for sure and um i i think uh, some people will be uh, presenting some interesting finds once some dead ends are overtaken right well yeah. that would be great you know the, the closer we can get to whittling down the options for what this could be the, the closer we are to the truth obviously so that would be great 
Um, I also, uh, everyone keeps bringing up that it looks like a wolf head. <laughs> a wolf head? There is kind of right. that. It's weird, you know? Head. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I can yeah. see what you're saying. So, uh, you know, my thought in the, the uh, group was, well, maybe we're looking at, you know, someone in a, uh, like a furry and they're going snorkeling, you know, so oh, maybe that's you know, what's going I on. I don't know, but. I really hadn't thought of the idea of it being an apparatus someone's wearing. That would make sense because if you did that, you wouldn't need a tether to really hold an object up because the person can just tread water if they wanted to. Yeah. And, and the other thing, like we have no idea of how deep this is, right? Like there's, I don't think there's a way to tell. I don't know. I guess it's, you can assume they're in a boat, right? Yeah, they're in a boat. They're in what appears to be maybe far out onto a body of water, but right. um how far i don't really know and you know if there's some variations to the depth for all we know there's a very large boulder right beneath this object that someone can actually stand on so it's true yeah there's that's a lot of a lot of questions here for sure but uh, i like the way you're thinking and there's there's uh three people i i always uh when there's some sort of mystery uh potential uh, photo potential uh hoax if it's fake you know there's three people that always come to mind there's there's yourself, uh, there's uh, Mr. Sam Shiron, uh, and then there's uh, Greg Morrill from All Dot The Dot Weird. And you guys always are uh, are some super sleuths when it comes to this stuff. So, Well, thank you, Jeremiah. I, I feel very honored to be counted among the, those three. Heck yes, dude. Uh, can you... Well, how about this? Do you have any, uh, have you been able to go into the, the field and uh, and do any crazy stuff lately, not to put you on the spot or? No, no, not lately, unfortunately. I, um, the last time I was out was in, uh, was in April. And the last thing I had anything strange happen, I think was maybe close to a year, over a year ago now, I think. Um, gotcha. I, I forget if, if I was able to tell I guess you'd call it my sighting story on your podcast before, didn't I? So, Carrick, um, I would love that, but I haven't brought that up because it's such a – once you share that story, it is, it's going to be a big deal. So I was like, I'm just going to let him, if he ever brings it up to me and is like, hey, now's the time, then you got it, dude. You can do it. Sure. So yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I try to be very open. You got the full reign to share that uh, – that story that inciting you had it's amazing yeah yeah well well i'd love to if that if that's all right for right go now. right ahead man it's perfect sure i actually gained some new clarity on this while making the legend of the marlboro monkey because i had my dates wrong as it turns out which i mean makes sense it happened when i was particularly young so i don't think i was really quite uh marking down the date and time like i would now when something strange happens this was back when i lived in uh like central southern new hampshire um, in like the Wilton Milford area, if anyone knows where that is, maybe yeah, around. I, I know where that is, but <laughs> I don't know uh, people might know. No one else does. Maybe upwards of thirty, maybe a bit more uh, minutes from Nashua. Yeah. So, so I was uh, I was in the sixth grade for this, or at the very least, I I talked. Well, I talked. I I made a uh, a file to the BFRO about this when I was in the sixth grade. I, I feel as though it happened earlier on but we're gonna say it happened between like fourth and sixth grade because that appears to be when the memory is the most uh we'll say visible to me if that makes sense gotcha. if, if, if that is clearest in that time frame 
uh, I remember that I, it was between August and September. So late summer. And I, I grew up in the woods. So a lot of my day was just spent playing outside and I had gotten up, uh, particularly early one morning. And this was when I was around, uh, 11, 12, somewhere around there, I think 12. And, uh, I accidentally locked myself out of the house. So I was outside for a bit that morning and okay. it would have been, I think around, uh, 10, 45, 10, 30 in the morning. I want to say I, uh, I could start to smell rain in the air and realized it was going to start raining. My parents would awake. Yeah. I didn't want to wake them up. So I had, uh, walked up our driveway a little bit. We had a very long driveway with very sparse housing on the property and, off the side of the driveway at one point, there was this great big log you could just sit down on and there was tree cover right over you. So if it started to rain, that was kind of like a makeshift umbrella. So I was just kind of sitting there, figured I'd wait for a few minutes and just uh, try knocking again or whatever. And I'm there for, I don't know, maybe five minutes or so. And uh, I hear from behind me this rustling and I loved observing wildlife. So I was excited to turn around and maybe maybe check out like a, a squirrel or a chipmunk or something. Sure. And I turned around and trying to estimate it now, I would say what I was looking at was probably between 200 and 300 feet away from me. Oh, wow. Probably closer to 200, but certainly higher than just 200. So maybe 230, 250, somewhere around there. Um, and I'm estimating that just based off of, you know, how many telephone pole gaps was it to this uh, thing I was seeing. Hmm was standing it was this upright black figure very standard humanoid silhouette but with really i guess i can get into describing it now if you imagine a human silhouette the, the shoulders the the width of the shoulders was exceedingly wide it okay. was very robust and at the time it struck me as having a small head although i think i would say now that it appeared more like the head was very low set on the shoulders and so because it was all this one uniform color of black it looked in a silhouette fashion like it had a small head but in reality i think its face was just blending in with the rest of the color mm. yeah you see like mm -hmm. a gorilla silhouette, sort mm -hmm. of um and this was standing behind this birch tree and oh, i mean yeah. this is in the area but they're kind of sparse on that property. So where there is a birch tree, you tend to remember where it is in that area because you don't see a whole lot of them. It was uh, a birch tree as well that was super old and it was rotting and it had snapped in half a very long time ago. So you had the trunk and at some point halfway up the trunk it had snapped in half and the part that it snapped off was leaning against the trunk in kind of this uh, right angle formation um, or maybe triangle formation. And this was standing right behind that. And for some reason, I also remember the impression that it had blue eyes. I, I say that because it's, I think, probably a significant fact of what I was experiencing. I don't know if that was actually the case. That might be more of insight into the psychology of that event more than anything else. I'm not sure. sure. Uh, because logically speaking, it doesn't feel like I would be able to tell that from possibly 250 feet away. But... What I do remember is that it, it and me stared at each other for oh. ten, for about 10 seconds. And I say stared at each oh, other, man. you know, I, I didn't make out a face or anything from where I was at, but I got the impression that we were staring at each other mm -hmm. because it was completely motionless for those 10 seconds. 
Yeah. And in hindsight, I can't really think of a reason for any animal to be motionless unless it knew something was up <sighs> and nothing else was going on around us. I was probably the most disruptive thing in this thing's presence. Um, and after 10 seconds, it turned around and it turned to what would be its left, kind of like in between its direct left and right behind it. So sort of this diagonal left. And what I think has struck me the most since recounting that has been from the front, this looked exactly like the Provo Canyon Bigfoot footage. Wow. Yeah, like, totally. To a T. Yeah. When I saw the Provo Canyon footage, I thought to myself, that's exactly what that looked like. And when it turned around and it began to walk, and I say walk because there was some underbrush, so it was a bit hard to see. I couldn't see anything past maybe, I guess, where I would estimate the upper thigh of this humanoid figure would have been. Uh, but what I did notice was there was these black bumps, if you want to call them that, that would come up a little bit above the underbrush as it walked away in the direction it was facing. And I realized at some point that those might have been its knees raising above the grass, which is why I say walked. Um, it was a very smooth walk. I don't recall it being particularly janky, but there was kind of that up and down motion, of course. From the back, it looked just like Patty when she's facing away from the camera in the Patterson-Gimlin footage. There was wow. that kind of elongation of the back of the head where the trapezius muscles of a human are. Um, so that was, you know, it was very brief, but to sound cliche, it felt like an eternity that, that me and oh, this, sure. this animal were observing each other. I, I had a few other weird things happen on that property, but at the time, that sent me back inside instantly. No doubt about it. In, uh, wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I don't want to claim that I saw a Sasquatch. I know there have been at least two other reports in that town. Definitely. Um, which is interesting. One of them being visual. And those are just ones that have been told to researchers. Uh, yeah. So it's it's very. I don't want to conclude that, but I will say I have racked my brain for any other potential answer, and I simply have not thought of a viable one yet. I, I do want to remark that uh, I think it was a few – between a few weeks and a few months later, it would have been. Again, I'm trying to kind of get some clarity on the time frame here. I don't remember that quite that well. I did go back to that tree. And I mm. remember that the, the top of the head was a little bit, I think, under the, uh, the, the point where the trunks had snapped. So I brought a tape measure out there and I measured, and it was seven and one-third feet above the ground. Wow. Yeah. Man, and, and I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, they think uh, like, oh, New Hampshire, New England, like – it's it's a lot more wild than people realize the southern New Hampshire, you know, western like there's some areas there it can get wild, man. Like I could Yeah, absolutely. I totally I think, see some Bigfoot hanging out in southern New Hampshire and all that good stuff. Oh no yeah. Question. I mean, we lived in a very wild place. We had oh, yeah. uh, I was just telling my partner recently, there was an incident I remember not far from that actually, just like literally a few yards from where that happened. My one of my neighbors 
had a uh, the floor of his house. It was a three story house. And the floor of his house also kind of acted as their basement, so to speak, but it was really the ground floor. And so it had one of those basement windows, those kind of small rectangular ones that you can just kind of open like a flap. Mm. And he came down one night and there was a full grown black bear reaching into the window because oh the fridge had been cut open. It's no way. Inside. Yeah. I mean, oh. we had bears like surprisingly close. I, the first time I ever saw a bear, I was in third or second grade. I think it was third grade. And I was watching a mother bear and her cubs from a window in my house. And of course, at the time, I was like ecstatic. But uh, recalling it, I was like, wow, if I had been outside, she probably would have mauled me because I was that close. Dude, wild. Yeah, no question. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Carrick, I'm so glad that you called in and, and shared that story and all. That was some, that's some good stuff, dude. Um, well, thank you. Uh, there's uh, a, the few people in the chat are like, has this person been on other podcasts? Pretty sure I've heard his voice before. This is this is <laughs> Carrick Saint Laurent uh, from Crash Course Cryptozoology, uh, and he he does get around. And I've I've talked to you multiple times, which is awesome, uh, Scottish Wildman. If you've never heard, I think my favorite episode with Carrick uh, on was when. He came on with Eli and they discussed uh, the manual files. That one, I, I, that I like that one. That's a fun one. Yeah, um, but sure. uh, always a pleasure when you're able to come on. But before I let you go, Carrick, uh, do you mind, uh, you know, sharing, uh, remind people how they can keep up to date with what you're doing and all that good stuff? Sure. I usually mm -hmm. post nowadays updates to things on Instagram first, I would say, which I'm just Carrick St. Laurent on Instagram. Uh, I do have a Facebook page, uh, Crash Course Cryptozoology Research and Education, and my channels for uh, YouTube are Crash Course Cryptozoology, another one called Documentaries, Crash Course Cryptozoology, and a podcast called Voices of Cryptozoology. That's good stuff. It is fantastic stuff, and the documentaries that you made over the year top notch dude so people need to definitely go check some of those out uh if you haven't already make sure you subscribe and you hit the bell so you don't miss any good stuff but thanks so much for calling in carrick i really appreciate it it's good talking to you man well thank you very much jeremiah you have a good one you too Well, that was a super uh, nice chat with Carrick. It's good to talk to him again. It's been a while. If anyone else has any thoughts about the, uh, I've got the Ogopogo picture up on screen, you're welcome to call in. We still got half the show left, 515-809-0165. Or if you have a, a story to share, maybe an encounter sighting like Carrick had or something weird that happened to you. Hey, it's not just Bigfoot on this show. We can talk about other cryptids. We can talk about, you know, stuff you can't explain. Uh, that's cool too. But uh, if you have any thoughts about the Ogopogo picture, you know, we're looking at a, are we looking at a wolf in the water? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's too much. Uh, it's all hypothesis right now. So we're not, we, it's all theories, right? So, uh, give me a call in. You can call 515-809-0165. Uh, let's see. What else did I have go on? Yeah, oh, maybe I'll give you a little uh, sneak as to what's going on uh, coming up on the Bigfoot Society podcast while we wait here. So uh, we've got a, uh, a fun week coming up in uh, our episodes. 
Tomorrow, I've got our uh, friend Jonathan Dodd, a cryptid artist. That's releasing tomorrow, 1024. Uh, that is a fun chat about um, creating different, uh, you know, creating art to do with cryptozoology. It, it's fun. Uh, we have uh, Mr. MK Davis coming on. Uh, at, well, actually, they're all pre-recorded, so he's that'll be releasing on 1026 uh, Wednesday, and we talk uh, pretty deep about uh, MK. Or we talk deep about film analysis, of course, in the PG film. So that's a pretty deep one. It's good stuff. Um, 1028 uh, is Friday. That'll be releasing. It's this is a good one. Uh, they're all good, of course, but this one I had a lot of fun in the interview. And this is uh, Mr. Tobe Johnson from the Pacific Northwest talking about the Owl Moon Lab. Uh, guys, it's pretty much the Skinwalker Ranch of the Pacific Northwest. It's going to blow your mind. Uh, you know, definitely uh, you're going to listen to this interview and you're going to immediately want to get the book because the book has, you know, Doug Hycheck puts it out with hanger one. Uh, the, the book has all these QR codes. You can scan in it. Uh, you can see photos, you can see video that go along with the book. There's interviews. It's just an awesome interactive experience. I wish every book had that in it. Uh, I would be all about books even more, but, uh, Tobe was such a fun guy to talk to. You're really going to like that interview. Um, and, you know, I'm going to, I'll, I'll let you know, you know, I'm going to just give away the farm here. I'm going to tell you about next week too, after that. So now we're into the end of October. I This is going to be a really fun week. I uh, have a episode with two different BFRO investigators, Bigfoot and get investigators that don't get out. They, th well, they get out, but they don't get uh, interviewed a lot. Uh, Scott Taylor, uh, that that's a fun one. Uh, I believe that's the one we, where we talk about some uh, maybe cloaking. It's a fun chat that we haven't had on the podcast before. I don't think we've ever broached that subject. Um, on November 2nd, Wednesday, I'm finally going to release the full uh, Olympic Project uh, chat. Uh, it's about an hour and a half that was a live uh, uh, while ago that was me and shane corson and chris spencer but that was a really good chat and a lot of people have been asking me when are you going to release on the podcast it's going to be wednesday uh november 2nd um also i got to talk to a uh, another bfro investigator on november 4th so that friday i'll be releasing an interview with larry sidwell uh this is a fun one he shares in many things on that interview but he shares an encounter he had with bigfoot in the land between the lakes uh region which is usually known for dogman but uh it's a it's a fascinating encounter story you're really gonna love it um let's see ah so we got let's see who we got in the chat right now again if you're wanting to to call in share a story share an encounter share uh, something that you you're up to in the cryptic community or some something weird that happened to you that you can't explain go ahead call in 515-809-0165 this is live on youtube we got 13 people hanging out it's a new record thank you so much for being here all and of course it's recorded for the podcast too uh this name keeps coming up all the time i think i really need to talk to this i've had four or five different people in different venues bring up this name clint miller and that i need to talk to him so 
I'm going to start that process to talk to Clint Miller because obviously people want me to talk to him and it's not just Alan, it's other people too. Let's see. Uh, buddy can't fire. Steve is here. Cool discussions. Got a member of the FSAR pulling a solo in a remote site in the green swamp tonight. That's down in Florida. Unable to reach him by text. Not concerned yet. He likes to go offline to meditate. Well, I hope that that member, uh, is okay. Uh, hopefully, uh, everything checks out. I know, uh, I believe Campfire Steve is into Swamp Ape research down there in Florida, of course. So good times there. Uh, maybe we can get an update uh, later on. We've got Mr. Brown Dwarf. Uh, this guy's fun. If you're on TikTok, make sure you follow Brown Dwarf. I love his account because he's always sharing these like Bigfoot related news reports and stuff. It's just a lot of really fun stuff and stuff that I don't see at anywhere else. So definitely check out uh, Brown Dwarf. Uh, again, we're just uh, we're hanging out here. We're chatting about some stuff. Uh, open phone lines. I do this show every Sunday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. Uh, if you've got a uh, weird story, an encounter story, a Bigfoot story, any cryptid stuff, you can call in. Right now, you can call 515-809-0165. This is broadcast live on YouTube, of course, and it's recorded for the podcast. So I would, I will be, uh, let me make sure. I think I just, did I miss a call? Nope, I'm good so far. So also the other thing we're, we're doing, the big thing in the cryptozoology community, of course, is discussion about the Ogopogo picture. I've got it on screen right now. If you're on YouTube watching this, which this is the only way to see it right now, uh, everyone's talking about the Ogopogo picture. And man, I, I don't know what I'm looking at. I could be looking at a wolf head in the... Uh, in in the uh the lake um i could be looking at a scuba diver wearing a furry costume i came up with that theory um but yeah this uh this show uh is is definitely it's an is an evolving show you know uh it could change into uh some some new things in the future we'll see I, i'm appreciative that you're along for the ride but uh if there's any uh, oh, here, we got a, a fun update from Cassie here. Let's see. Uh, Cassie says, so really cool you brought up LBL, Land Between the Lakes down in Kentucky. I talked to Jess and Joe last weekend at Wild and Weird Con, and they were telling me how active LBL actually is. It was super awesome. Of course, uh, Cassie's talking about Jess and Joe from Hellbent Holler, which is an amazing uh, podcast, YouTube channel. They have all these great videos uh, about them investigating Dogman in the LBL. So definitely, uh, if you've never checked out that uh, channel, super popular, you need to check it out. Uh, Dogman is where it's at right now. So uh, if you have anything to share, any stories, uh, if you want to chat about the Ogopogo picture, feel free to, uh, to call on in. You can call uh, 515-809. 1065. I'm just going to check something real quick. Let's see. Hmm. Also, here's a here's an interesting thought. If you have had a UFO sighting, you've seen UFOs or aliens, 
you can call in too. So it's not all just cryptids here. The weird stuff, unexplained stuff. But if you have a UFO report, call on in with that too. You can call 515-809-0165. And you can share your report on the air. Also, if you have a friend where you know they have a report, they have a story, and it's time for them to share, give them a message right now or share the link to this. Uh, You can share the phone number, 515-809-0165, and have them call in. My good friend Mike Casey um, has had a few people call in, and uh, you can go to the podcast. You can listen to this previous episodes. We've had people. We've actually had two Bigfoot reports shared on the show already. Uh, where it was the first time the person ever uh, shared the report. So pretty cool. Let me see if I can find some interesting stuff to share. Let's see. And in the future, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to have some things queued up to share uh, so we can maybe have a little a little news time as well. Uh, that would be fun. Um Oh, here's a fun news item. Let's see if I can uh, I can share this. Okay, so I'm going to stop my screen. Um, Cassie, why aren't you calling in right now? I've I haven't heard the Woodland Walrus story. Absolutely, call in. This sounds awesome. You can call five one five eight zero nine zero one six five. I'm not going to force you to do it, but if you're offering, I would love to hear that story. That sounds amazing. I haven't heard it yet, so. Um, let's see. I was looking up. There's a fun, let me see if I can share this. Uh, here we go. So, uh, is a story you can look up. Alaska couple finds massive mammoth bone after storm. Ooh, can you imagine that? Holy mackerel. There's a typhoon that battered parts of Alaska's low-lying western coast last month. And while out hiking after the storm, married couples stumbled upon a gigantic mammoth femur that's thousands of years old. That would rock my face. My kid would be all about that. Hey, all right. Call from Cassie. Hello, Cassie. Hi. Hey, oh my goodness, Google Voice actually worked for once. So the, tr- the trick <laughs> is I have to hit the one button like five times in a row. Okay. I'm so glad you called in and you've got a story about the Woodland Walrus. What is this cryptid all about? Okay. So last deer season, my son and my husband went to our cabin and went hunting because it's all like timberland. So it's all woods. And they were on the hill in their, I don't know, they're blind, looking across the swamp. And Brandon said that, Brandon's my husband, Owen's my son. So Brandon said that Owen was like completely pale white and his hands were shaking and he was just like staring ahead of him. And he kept like trying to like push him and get his attention and things. But Owen's like, he just keeps swatting him away. He said he couldn't look away. So he reaches for his binoculars finally and grabs it, and he couldn't find anything. So Brandon finally asked him what was going on, 
And this is a story he told me when I came home. He was so excited. He's like, Kathy, I saw a cryptid. I was like, what cryptid did you see, bud? I don't know. (laughs) Right, right. It was like, he's like, he was in the woods. He was sitting on a log. And then it stood up. And it looked just like a walrus. It was black. But it was like kind of fuzzy, like fuzzy, like glitchy going in and out. And it had three legs. And it was like hobbling up and down because it was trying to balance on its three legs. But it had big white tusks and huge white eyes. And he said, and I was staring at it. And it was there the whole time I was staring at it. But as soon as I looked away to grab my binoculars, I couldn't find it after that. So, like, I looked at Brandon. He's like, no, he's serious. He looked like he saw a ghost for hours. Oh, my goodness. Drew me a picture of it. And, yeah, I posted it on my Instagram a while back. Okay. But, uh. Yeah, it's we call it the Woodland Walrus of Millersburg. I love that. MetaZoo put that on a card. My goodness. <laughs> Can you imagine? I talked to um yeah. Tracing Owls on his podcast about it and he okay. said that um it kinda he thinks it something like the Enfield Horror, since we're not too far from Illinois, but Okay. The the Tusk thing. Legs, like Yeah. I don't know about that one, but <laughs> he said white eyes, white tusks, three legs, kind of glitchy, had like a blur around it, but it was all black except for the eyes and the tusks. The three leg thing. Yeah. Enfield horror. Definitely. Um, but the tusk thing gets me. That is so weird. And then the glitching in and out, like, do you guys uh, remind me and you know, you don't have to be super specific on air It's up to you, but do you guys live near like military in any uh, military stuff? No. Okay. So you're you're so out Amish. in the you're out in the the. Yeah, we're in Amish country. Yeah, exactly. Like full on Amish country. Wow, I am so curious <laughs> about that now. Yeah, he's um, we've seen some crazy things in like those woods. Like me and Brandon. We're riding the side by side one day and we saw something like run across maybe like 20 feet in front of us from the pond up into the woods and we couldn't find it. But running on two legs across the path. Whoa, a large yeah. cat on two legs. Yeah, we've heard some definite like loud screeching sounds that aren't coyotes like we both know what coyotes sound like we live in the woods but like we had no idea what they were we ran into the cabin and didn't come out the rest of the night but (laughs) okay first off the funny thing is nothing none of this came out when i was interviewing you in the interview that hasn't released yet so I'm so we glad you're so you're calling in. Yeah. On that interview with my computer, like. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, like it's I still haven't even like. I'm like I I need to edit this. I need to just sit down and do it. But it's gonna be fun. But so, man, uh, did you say how tall you would approximate that cat to be? The cat, um, four to four and a half feet. Ooh. Like on it, like on its back, two legs, like running. Any uh, tail? Yeah. Okay. Long tail, short yeah. tail? Like a monkey tail. Ooh. Okay. Uh, any 
markings, stripe markings, any weird stuff like that going on with it? It was dark brown, like almost black. And then it had like a white spot on its stomach you could kind of see. But I just okay. saw the side view of it because it was running and it kind of shocked me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And we drove up there for some reason, like, we're dumb. We drove up there as fast as we could. It wasn't that far in front of us. And we got off the side by side and we're trying to look in the woods and we didn't see anything after that. But both of us saw it because it couldn't just be like, oh, I saw something out in the corner of my eye. Like, no, we saw it. <laughs> That's awesome. So you have two two uh, witnesses at the same time that saw the creature. Yeah. That's so cool. You guys need to start wearing uh, body cams. Yeah. Yeah. Because stuff's getting crazy around here. We had those kangaroos on the loose. Oh, yeah. In Ohio. Uh huh. (laughs) And nobody got caught those. What is going on in Ohio? uh, Yeah. I don't, I I don't know. So I don't, it might've been a kangaroo, Jeremiah. You never know. <laughs> have you, I feel like you've had other weird stuff happen too, Cass. Is there any other weird stuff that's gone on? Paranormal wise, like, okay, so we own Millersburg Tire Shop. Oh, that's right. This is the, you wrote about this for Paranormality, right? Yes. Yeah. Also a different story too. That's oh, okay. That I'm a witness to. Oh. So the one in Paranormality Magazine is about Delphine Crawford who hung herself when she was six, 15 or 16 years old. Oh man. And, um, it's just, it, it's in an old barn. That was her family's barn, but we use it as a tire, like storage warehouse for all the extra tires and everything's completely the same. Like it's an all original barn. And, um, from the 1800s, she hung herself in the milking parlor. And if you go in that milking parlor, like the vibe changes completely. All of your hair is standing up like Yikes. on end. You feel so uncomfortable. And my nephew is like seen her, but my nephew is the most disrespectful person in the world to her and like calls her out and says mean things. So I think that's the only reason why he's terrified of it. <laughs> yeah, he might. He, yeah, you, you don't be mean to stuff like you know just be nice be nice yeah exactly Uh uh-huh but okay so in the the office part uh, we're we have never ever been open on sunday in 50 years never been open on a sunday so one sunday brandon's phone goes off there's a like a motion alert on one of the cameras and it's in the truck building's office so he pulls it up and looks at it and you can see like a cloudy sil- white silhouette of something sitting in the chair. And there's a file, like a binder of papers with all the service calls in there. And you can see the, the files are flipping one at a time, each page over and over again. And we're watching this like oh goodness. on the security <clears throat> camera on his phone. <laughs> yeah, it no thanks. Crazy. Wow. And it wasn't a breeze or anything because each page was going one at a time. Like someone was actually looking through the binder. Yikes. Yeah. 
And we know nobody was in there because to unlock it, you have to be Brandon or his dad to get in because they're the only ones with the code and the keys for the alarm okay. system. Okay. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Yeah. That's that's a weird one. Yeah. You guys do get you get into some weird stuff in your part of uh, Ohio. I don't try to. <laughs> it just kind of comes. It it just kind of comes to you. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And you got There's walruses. A, movie, a documentary from right down the street. I forget what it's called. The back 80 or back 90 or oh, something. Oh, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, there's a, like, it's about a couple Bigfoot sightings that have been reported to the BFRO. Okay. Yep. And I've seen Brandon yep. knows Brandon knows the owners of the land, so he's going to try to let us like talk to them to see yes. if we can go camp there. That's one that yes. I would get into on my own. <laughs> that is awesome, Cassie. You have uh, you need to. Uh, do you have a sound recorder? Audio oh, recorder. Yeah, I do have one. Okay, I cool. So yeah, you do you totally need, need to have it running overnight. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the the main, you, you know, like if anyone is going out Bigfooting, you have to have an audio recorder with you. You have to have it running overnight. Like oh, yeah. you're going to pick up stuff and it'll take you like a few I'm weeks to listen. To, but. I'm not going to try to like draw attention to their property and everything or like cause anything. I just want to go there, camp, put the recorder out, take some pictures and nice. then that'll be it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh man. Not my property. I'm not <clears throat> trying to disrespect anybody. <laughs> mm. We got some fun people hanging out in the chat right now. Um, Alan, I see your comment. You have a Brown mountain. Uh, I believe that's proud. It means a uh, Brown mountain light story. Um, Dude, next time I do this, you gotta be here. You gotta call in with that story because we're we're getting close to the end. Um, the Brown Mountain Lights are fascinating. They're crazy. Call, I want to hear that. Alan <laughs> Alan uh, sent me a documentary link about them, and I watched it because he's all about it, and like it was fascinating. Oh yeah, it's just woof. I can't I can't wait to talk to him about it and hear his story in the future. Um, Cassie, you're going to be at uh, Crypticon, right? I don't know. Okay. Like, I would plan to, but then we booked tickets to Arizona like four days later, so I'm kind of afraid mm. to ask Brandon for more. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you will definitely be at the Frogman Fest, right? Frogman and Monster Fest next year, for sure. That's awesome. Um I know we have that we've talked about, uh, but it's in the future. It's in the future. So do you mind spending a few minutes talking about how, what, you know, you're not just like experiencing weird stuff, but you're also creating some cool stuff uh, to do with cryptids as well and share, share about that for a bit. Oh yeah. I, um, so I went to Crypticon last year and it was amazing. Like, I love art, I love colors, I love cryptid, paranormal, everything like that. And I'm like, wow, I could do this. So I just went crazy and I'm like all multimedia art. I try to get different things and use different kind of materials and make all kinds of cryptid stuff. Um, I post tons of stuff every day on Instagram that I put together. And then I started vending at these cryptid events. And like Jeremiah said, I have Loveland Frogman Fest, Ohio Bigfoot Conference, 
uh, Monster Fest, Cryptid Bash, like all these shows next year that I can bring all my stuff to. And then this weekend, I'll be in Erie, PA at the Halloween Bazaar. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah. If you got to check out uh, <clears throat> Cassie's uh, Instagram, she's got some some funny stuff on there and some really cool artwork. It's It's been fun to watch. Uh, your stuff, uh, you know, change as you as you draw more and more. You make some really cool stuff. So, hats off to Thank you, Cassie. You. And if you go to Frogman, you will be the one of the first to see the MILF calendars. The man I love, Frogman. I went, yeah, I was like, please tell the audience what that actually means, <laughs> <laughs> guys. It's man, I a man I love, Frogman, right? Yes. Right. So. <laughs> No. Yeah. Definitely. Exactly. <laughs> so just just the the guys that say it's something else, they don't know what they're talking about. It's actually about Frogman. So, you know, come on, guys. Exactly. <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> um, man, it's been a super fun chatting with you. I'm gonna be thinking about the uh the wood walrus uh probably yeah, for a few hours. Walrus. Yeah, the <laughs> the woodland walrus. That's gonna be wild, dude. Um, but uh Thank you so much for calling in. Hey, Saved by the Bell, my phone is getting low. This is great. We are at the 10, almost at the 10 mark, but thank you so much for calling in, Cassie. Uh, Cassie's episode on Bigfoot Society will be releasing on November 11th. So if you want to hear more about Cassie, uh, wait a little bit and uh, it's coming. And she's been on some other shows too. So just, you know, uh, search, uh, which, uh, what was the one you said earlier? It was uh, uh, Tracing Owls. Tracing Owls, right. And live with Aaron, strange conversation. Perfect, perfect, good stuff, good stuff. All good shows. Well, Cassie, thank you so much for uh, calling in, and we'll be uh, checking in later with you. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. All right. All well. It's uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna call it a night because it's coming near the end, uh, ten o'clock. But uh, Alan, just a reminder. If you can be on the other shows, I want you to call in, my dude, and talk to me about the Brown Mountain Lights because uh, the more and more I look into them, they are fun to look into. But uh, just uh, going to talk a few minutes. we got 12 people here hanging out. Thank you for spending spending your Sunday night with me. And we had a fun chat with uh, Carrick from Crash Course Scripture Zoology. talked about his Sasquatch encounter in New Hampshire. We talked to Cassie about seeing the... Uh, woodland walrus and all that good stuff um let's see let's see uh yeah so if you miss some of this you can catch the replay on the podcast in a few days or you can always re-watch this on youtube and that's how you can follow along with what's going on in the chat but um it definitely uh if there's new people here take a minute please to uh Subscribe to this channel, uh, like the video, uh, share in the yeah, share it with your friends. Uh, tell them about open phone lines on Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday night. Uh, write down the number 515-809-0165. You can give me a call with your story, your encounter story, something weird, or you can pass it on to a friend and have them call in too. I have a lot of that that happens. But thanks so much, all. I will catch you on the next open phone lines uh, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central to 10 p.m. Central. Have a great night, all.
The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, 